Today is a formal day of giving thanks. But thankfulness is the most intelligent attitude to have toward reality at every moment. Thankfulness offers the best return on investment. And so there's another paradox. That the more you're thankful for, the more you get. So, is thankfulness ever real thankfulness? Or is it a desire to get more? But who are you getting more from, except from the source of goodness that is yourself? And the secret of happiness, of course, is to accept everything and be thankful for everything, especially that which you believe is causing your suffering. The more you give thankfulness for your complexes and your woundedness and your traumas, the more that they blossom into the insights, the ecstasies of liberation itself. It is those sufferings that is the basis of wisdom and empowerment and the portal to our realization of our Buddhahood. Without those, we would have nothing. They are the first soil of the determinacy from which, by not resisting them any longer, but accepting them as the foundation of our growth, paradoxically, enables us to become the indeterminate beings who have transcended and overcome whatever limitations were given to us. It's much harder to overcome a childhood that seemed good than one that seemed bad. Because you want to stay loyal to that. And so that keeps you much longer trapped in those golden handcuffs. But by accepting and not resisting, you reach the recognition that these handcuffs were given to you just so you could prove that you were Houdini all along, that nothing could hold you, nothing could limit you, and you could exercise your power in achieving your freedom. And becoming what you really are, not despite but because of that very limitation. The genie becomes powerful because it's locked in that lamp. It's when it comes out of the lamp that it has a problem. And then it has to serve others. It has to fulfill the wishes of others in order to remain powerful. And so with us too, we become servers. And through the serving of others, we become channels of the very power that is lost when there is no longer anything to resist.
And yet when that same lack of resistance is used in the service of gratitude and giving and generosity, then more comes out of us than we ever knew was within us. And so beginning with thankfulness and gratitude and then the using of whatever we gained from our travails, our trials and tribulations as wisdom and empowerment to help others. Brings gratitude to others and multiplies the amount of gratitude in the world. And it's gratitude that leads to greatness. And when we recognize how much we owe to one another, how much gratitude we should have for each other, especially for those with whom we have frictions and conflicts, that we can grow from. Those who perplex us, those who won't give us what we want, allows us to discover that we already have that power within us. And then enable us to share that with others and grow even more. And so the paradox of not receiving what you want when you want it enables you to realize you already have it. Rather than creating anger, increases one's thankfulness. In the same way that there's the old adage that if you give somebody a fish they might have one meal, but if you teach them how to fish, then they can have a meal every day. They don't need you to be there. A Sangha is a place where everyone realizes that you have an infinite amount of power and creativity and joy and goodness and capacity for living in happiness. And you don't depend on anyone else in order to feel secure and to feel okay. And it's that independence of need of others to affirm you that enables you to be a healer for others. And so again, we live in the paradox that any time we have an identity, a determinate identity in particular, and even more especially an identity that feels wounded or inadequate or incapable of resolving its own suffering, we can know for certain that that identity is not us. We are other than that. It is an object in our consciousness. We can see it. We can move around it. We can let it go. Or we can hold on to it. 
and be loyal to it because it represents something that was given to us in the past in order to bring us from indeterminacy to determinacy. And as a child, we wanted that. We wanted someone to tell us who we were and what we should do next. But adulthood precisely means the opposite of that. It means the recognition that I don't need anyone any longer to tell me what to do or who I am. Now I know. And I don't have to be other than myself. I don't have to live in internal duality anymore. Of pretending to be an ego that I'm stuck with and can't get out of. But the only way to get out of this illusion of stuckness is to accept it all. Not to resist it. Because by resisting it, you give it an illusion of reality that it's something difficult to let go of when it's not. It's your own dream. And so your loyalty to that dream, and that dream usually is some memory of your parents, holds you in a trap that is ultimately your choice to love the past more than the present to enshrine their memory as if they were gods and thus to sacrifice your own godhood so that that, their memory will never be lost. But it's only when that memory is used as the fertilizer for your growth in the present that they themselves can be fulfilled in their role as parents. It's only when they are forgotten because they have given you everything that you need that they receive the blessing of having fulfilled their function as parents. When they are no longer a factor in the way that you live now, you free them as well as yourself. When you live in an entirely new frame of reference, that has nothing to do with the past. Then you liberate your whole family system. You liberate yourself from the guilt for having left it behind. And you liberate all others who are trapped in any kind of system memory that still functions as a kind of appendix that needs to be removed. It has no function in your life any longer except to create the suffering which will enable you to grow to your true beingness. So it's all good. But on a day like today, which is multiply sacred, a day of sacrifice as well as thanksgiving, there is the paradoxical recognition that we give thanks for what we have let go of. We give thanks for what we are able to sacrifice so that we can grow to the next level of our development. And so sacrificing doesn't mean resisting any longer, but it means recognizing that it has now reached a new phase of its function for you.
that the past is now only that fertilizer from which you grow, but that now you face the sun. You face the real source of the nourishment. And you take in the sunlight with such intensity that there is only the sun until you realize you are the sun and we're never anything but that giving the thanks of love and joy to all the beings who are growing and blossoming in this world and you can let go of the particularity of thinking you are a separate individual and recognize that you are the source of all life of all goodness of all love and then the journey of that individual level of your consciousness is finished. It has done its job. It's taken you to the universal, the cosmic. It's taken you from the relative to the absolute. It's all part of a single timeless process. And it may be that every part of that process exists simultaneously like a spectrum of light. But because you are the entirety of the spectrum, you're not trapped or stuck anywhere. But all of the permutations, all of the colors, all of the feelings are there as a beautiful symphony which enables you to have compassion for every being, to have understanding, to have wisdom and to see everything with the humor and the lightness that it deserves. Because we recognize that every one of us is part of that same spectrum of infinite consciousness. And that no one is really stuck anywhere. No one is really suffering. There is no suffering. Because what seems like suffering is always the budding of a new experience of enlightenment. And so we celebrate all of the suffering because just as giving birth is itself terrible suffering for the woman who goes through it, not to mention for the baby, and yet it is the portal to new life for both. And with the right attitude, the giving birth is never really suffering, it's always joy. And it's in our pain that we find our real joy. And once we find that, then we will never suffer over any of the pains of life ever again. And so let us recognize all of our pain as the bliss that it really is. And give the nectar of that bliss to one another today in the form of love and recognition of our divinity and our infinite preciousness and incomparable beauty.